0: Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good.
1: Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos, the host of The Mile High Show. You're listening to episode number 221. Uh, all of our back episodes are available at milehighshow dot com uh, as well as links to our social media uh, instagram Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. So check out some of our back episodes uh, and please use that contact us page uh, on the website or through facebook and and let us know who you would like to if you 've got an idea of who who you think we should sit down and chat with, uh, who has a good story to tell please do so. Send us those suggestions. Now, today I sit down with Dave Myers. He is the uh, driving force behind Uh Links to the Verdi Drive-In uh, social media, Instagram and Facebook are on there as well. Pretty simple, Verdi Drive-In on Facebook, Verdi Drive-In on, on Instagram as well. Let me close that. Oh. There we go. And, of course, Uh They have set up a—him and his wife have set up a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo to uh, fund and open a drive-in theater out in the Verde, which is uh, uh, north-central Arizona, Camp Verde Cottonwood up near uh, near the Sedona area, south of Flagstaff, north of Phoenix— and they have uh, launched it. It's it's going full blast. You'll hear about why he chose a drive-in as a project. Uh, his memories of drive-ins, my memories. We talked We had a great conversation. It was a lot of fun sharing some uh, some stories that I probably shouldn't have told in public. But I, I well, anyway, you'll you'll hear. Um, it was it, the way he is going about this is an inspiration I think to a lot of uh, a lot of people out there with good ideas and good projects um, If you are we constantly hear about things, especially in this area i part of my job is to monitor social media for a couple of outlets up here, some municipalities and and some other organizations. Uh, And constantly we hear, and you hear this across the nation, what our town needs, what our city needs, what this area needs is fill-in-the-blank, whether it be a different or new or interesting restaurant, art gallery, entertainment options, things of that nature. Well, here is a fella, Dave Myers, who who said, yeah, those are some great ideas. Let's get one going. And he has found some outside-the-box funding through crowdfunding, um, not just as a way to get, and you'll hear him explain this, not just as a way to get the funding, but also to get the entire community to, uh, buy into this and to take some ownership and to, and to really get involved. So it's a great story. Listen to how he got this done, why he's doing it. Um, it's, it's just a very interesting program. So, um, uh, please support the Verdi Drive-In at vertidrivein.com. Let me make sure I got that right. Yes, vertidrivein.com, Verdi Drive-In on Facebook, Verdi Drive-In on Instagram, and uh, links to to some promo material that they've put together, some videos. Oh, and the, those videos were created by McGregor Jackson Films, a, a friend and associate of Dave Myers. Uh, did a great job on those. And links to uh, the the campaign itself, to how you can uh, you can take part in bringing this uh, bringing this to fruition. So sit back and join my conversation with Dave Myers. Um, We recorded at the Raven Cafe on Cortez Street in Prescott, Arizona. Keep in mind, depending on when you're listening to this in a couple of days or every third Thursday of the month, the third Thursday spectacular. It's a talent open mic music, poetry, stand up comedy, whatever you choose uh, to display or to sit back and enjoy takes place Sign ups at seven o'clock show starts about seven thirty. 30 uh, recently taken over by dan seaman who uh, is a local fixture author artist musician in in the prescott area uh, you don't walk around prescott too long without bumping into dan seaman he's a he's a fantastic interesting guy Originally, I had wanted him to take part in this conversation with Dave of the Verde Drive-In because Dan has some great stories about the senator drive-in, the the old drive-in that was in Prescott. He was born and raised here, or I don't know if he's born here, but he was raised here in Prescott. Uh, Scheduling, we couldn't make it happen, but very soon we will be sitting down with Dan. Uh, fascinating, interesting character. So uh, check out Dan's hosting uh, abilities the third Thursday of every month at The Raven where we recorded this episode, the Thursday Night Spectacular. It's a lot of fun. Uh, One of the highlights of my month, I get out there every month, and it's it's a real blast. Now, that's not your only option for entertainment and for, uh, for mixed open mics in the Prescott area. The Mile High Show has launched, as of a couple of weeks ago, our monthly show as well. It takes place the second Thursday of every month at Plaza Bowl on Plaza Drive in Prescott. It's up near the Thumb Butte area. There's a link to that right at our homepage at milehighshow.com. Check it out. What sets this open mic aside, uh, apart from from others in the area, is that this is an all-ages family and radio-friendly open mic. You can do whatever you wish, poetry, spoken word, comedy, singing, songwriting, music, whatever you want, as long as the content and language are family-friendly. And that's a little different than most of the venues and most of the options you have for, uh, for open mic entertainment in and around anywhere, really. It takes place again at the Plaza Bowl Lounge in Prescott. It is 127 Plaza Drive in Prescott. There is a link right at milehighshow.com, right in the front page. This is an all ages event. Free to attend. There is food and beverage service available in the lounge. Anybody can come up and uh and display your art, display your your talent. Uh, Under 21 uh, allowed with a parent or guardian, of course, but uh, it's not a daycare center. So show up 7 o'clock is showtime, 630 is signups the second Thursday of every month at the Plaza Bowl Lounge in Prescott. Come on down, have a few laughs, listen to some music, have a good time, and, uh, and support the Verde Drive-In. Sit back, listen to my conversation with Dave Myers of the Verde Drive-In, recorded at the Raven Cafe, but brought to you, as always, by Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley, BDE BBQ, the best barbecue In the state of Arizona, check them out and enjoy my conversation with Dave Myers of the Verde Drive-In. Introduce
2: yourself, please, to let let the folks know who you are and where you're from. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, so my name is Dave Myers. Uh, My wife and I live over in Cottonwood, uh, about 40 miles uh, east of here in the Verde Valley. Uh, We're starting the Verde Drive-In. We've been uh, local to the Verde Valley for the last six years, transplants uh, from the New West. And one of the first things we noticed was there's not a lot of local entertainment. Yeah. We've got a ton of
1: specific entertainment between here, the Verde, Sedona. Mm -hmm. Most of it is either visual, like we see here. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to fail to mention where we are. We're at the Raven Cafe on Cortez in Prescott, who are major supporters of of the arts in this area, a lot of visual arts. You know, there's a ton of art galleries and things. Specifically, like Higher North, uh, Cottonwood's got some, and of course Sedona, and a lot of music. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're not looking for live music, yeah, I agree. There's there's not a lot of uh, of of options, especially for families, because there's a real high bar scene, which is fine. You know, hey, I've been known to to attend an event or two. In a in an adult type establishment. Well, I shouldn't say that. Adults adult is different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I could have chosen my words a little bit better. But yeah, so you're 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 launching this program. The yeah. Go, the the crowdfunding, the GoFundMe page hit about two three weeks ago. Yeah. So we launched uh, we
2: launched on Indiegogo uh, about two three weeks ago, um, with the overall goal of adding some seed money to what yeah. my wife and I are contributing. Uh, and and generating more of that community buzz
1: nice so b- before we go any further mm-hmm. again it was in the intro but nobody listens to me tell them <laughs> where what social media website sure, absolutely. Any, anything where people can find out more information but more importantly take part in this and maybe drop
2: a dollar or two absolutely so our uh our facebook is just facebook.com slash verde driving that's verde, V-E-R-D-E uh, driving, uh, no hyphen, no, nothing like that. Instagram. We're at the same handle Verdi driving. Um, we're most active on there. We do have a website that's going to be verdidrivin.com. And then our, uh, our crowdfunding campaign, our Indiegogo, that's going to be iggme slash at slash drive And we'll have a
1: direct link in the show notes as well. So what's your target? On, the, on this specific project for the Indiegogo, what's your dollar so project? So we're,
2: like I said, we're, we're looking for seed money to add to what we're bringing to it, in addition to growing that community support. Yeah. Um, to to push live uh, and begin operation this spring, March, April timeframe, we're, we're fundraising $60,000 total. Nice. Yeah. Um, Whether that comes, uh, and that's a combination of what we're bringing in, uh, of what community is pledging, uh, if a local business is listening, we we enjoy partnerships. um, You know, we're we're talking to people about, you know, equity stakes as well. Um, We're we're not set on it coming from one source.
1: Gotcha. So you're open to whatever, well,
2: within reason, whatever it takes to get this going. We really see that this is a community benefit. Yeah, um, definitely we're operating it as a for-profit business so we're, we're operating to make money ourselves we're operating to give back loads and loads to the community um, and I see no reason why the community shouldn't benefit
1: nice now I want to get to some specifics on the on the project mm-hmm. um, and of course how how you got to this point what what you you know what kind of what motivated you but before that <laughs> you see your transplant about six years you and your wife W- w- give us a little snapshot, a little Reader's Digest history of where you came from, you know, where you grew up, family history, stuff Absolutely. like that. What do you got?
2: So uh, I grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, younger sister, uh, parents um, went to, we, we grew up in Menominee, Wisconsin. So if anyone's listening, it's a small <laughs> town, about 13,000. Uh, we grew up about seven miles outside of town. So nice. even smaller than that. Um, what, would the, what would be like
1: the metro era? Because I, honestly, I, sure. I'm,
2: I'm not so that's real an, bright on
1: geography anyway. Well, it's but a pretty I small town. It. Yeah. So it's
2: an hour outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul, okay. uh, Minnesota. Uh, we have a university, UW Stout. Uh, and then we're uh, 30 miles away from Eau Claire and okay. Chippewa Falls. So nice. if uh, any listeners enjoy the adult beverages, landing Kugels. yeah. It's they, brewed in, in Chippewa Falls. Okay, so was that
1: like uh, like mother's milk to you guys growing up, or was it?
2: You know, um, <laughs> again, uh, target audience is families. Yeah, but but I, I grew up uh, knowing what Leinenkugel's beer tasted like and yeah. enjoying good beer.
1: I I'm a tra- <laughs> Most of us here in this area, specifically this part of Yavapai County, are transplants. Yeah, uh, there are a, a good strong core group of native Prescottonians, mm-hmm. Arizonians uh, but a lot of us are transplants. I, I We've been here about, my wife and I have been here about 15 years um, We went, we came from Cal- Northern California to the area We okay. came from a very small town of 150,000 people, which was a small town, <laughs> to 3,900 in Paulden sure. so kind of culture shock. Some of our friends and neighbors that we met there was a, a Fairly large contingency from Wisconsin, Appleton. Yep. How far is Appleton from you guys?
2: Uh, it's in the south of the state.
1: Okay. Yeah. And the uh, the UP Upper Peninsula Michigan, uh, oddly related. It was uh, it, uh, uh, mom and dad moved out. They had grown kids. Then soon their grown kids moved out from from uh, uh, Michigan and mm-hmm. from Wisconsin, and then some of the in laws came out just trying to get get out of the. The, the colder climate to a more mild. And I don't know why. I don't know why they chose it out here. My job transferred me out. But there was this whole group of of folks we knew, 20, mm-hmm. 30 folks from that that part of the country. So I got a little bit of an education. That was the first time I had ever tried Is it. How do you say that beer again? Line and Kugel. Line and Kugel. Yeah. They have, it seems like a disgusting taste, when they described it to me, it was like a fruit type of, and I don't remember what it was, and not a sponsor, but the Chino Valley Liquor Barn carries a line of their okay. their products, and this buddy of mine, Eric, tells me, he goes, hey, you got to try this, and then he explains, well, what's it, what's it taste like? And he explains it, and I go, that sounds disgusting.
2: Did, did, then, he, did he describe it as fruit Loops? F- fruity Pebbles. There we go. <laughs> so that's their Summer Shandy beer. And it was delicious. It's amazing. <laughs> It was I, I don't try fed. to condone breakfast for beer. <laughs> but if I were, if you forced me to, it'd be, <laughs> be Lion and Google Summer Shandy. It was
1: delicious. Uh, he's explaining it. And I go, that does not sound appealing at all. But, you know, because I, I uh, it's as close to being a scientist as I get is by trying different <laughs> beers. Uh, it, I was blown away at how good it was. Now, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I had a couple. And it was fine. I can al- I can almost anticipate too much of a good thing you know that sweetness but it was really good and perfect Mm -hmm. for it on a summer day hot day very crisp very refreshing uh i was uh i was pleasantly surprised but that was my first introduction to to that that brewery that that family so what brought you out here what brought you to the high desert
2: so uh six seven years ago uh my wife graduated with her master's in school counseling oh nice she applied to about 100 to 300 schools across the country, yeah. uh, except for a few states, and uh, she got a call from Mingus Union High School in Cottonwood for a, a job interview, and um, we had no idea where Mingus Union was. Yeah. we never heard of it before. Um, came out for an interview, and I knew of the area, because it was near Sedona and Steph yeah. and I traveled through in high school with my uncle down in Tucson. and. Um, she took the job, and I followed her out here.
1: Nice. And nice.
2: We, we, you know, we, we moved out here with a three- to five-year plan because my family and her family are still back in Minnesota. And we moved out here. And we're like, all oh, right, this is, this is nice. And there were a few things that could improve, you know, yeah. moving out from Minneapolis-St. Paul, the big metro area. Uh, but we, I got a different job. We bought a house. I'm starting the business. And we're like, you know what? We're not moving back. Yeah. There was one time we we went back for Christmas in Wisconsin and traveling from uh, Green Bay on one side of Wisconsin over to the Twin Cities, Minnesota on the other side. um, It was cold. It was dark. It wasn't snowy because snow is beautiful. It was just damp, wet Wisconsin winter. And we were like, we're not moving back here.
1: I don't don't know how folks like yourself, your families... And, and a lot of folks that I know in this area can do that. Because I, I, I came from, you know, a, a, a freeze where I grew up was, you know, oh it's going to be three days under 45. That was like, <laughs> and I'm talking above, <laughs> above zero. And then a, 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 a heat wave was anything in the 90s. We yeah. were just right in that middle on the San Francisco Bay. Um, you know, you crossed the bay, it got cold and foggy. And that, but on the East Bay where I was, it was all pretty constant, just south of Oakland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if we wanted snow, it was a few-hour trip to Reno, and, and that was where we'd get, you know. But I, I, I can't drive in the snow. been there yep. 15 years. We don't get a whole lot of snow. Last year, we got dumped on pretty was heavy. Was that last year,
2: February? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ooh, we got like that was two bad. and a half, almost three feet in two days. Yep. And for me, it was just an excuse I'm not leaving the house, you mm-hmm. know. And fortunately for myself, I can, I can work from home. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm the guy everybody really complains about. You know, I'm doing 45, 35 in the highway on the slow lane, or I'm staying home. When, before we came out here, the job that transferred me, it was between uh, the Prescott area and somewhere I want to. I, now I don't even remember. It was either Wisconsin or Minnesota. And the selling point, the guy I, that I was replacing, I, mm-hmm. I was doing these phone interviews. His selling point was, you know, you'll love it up here. Sometimes it snows so much, we don't even leave our house for three or four days. They'll run a T1 line to your house, and it'll, you know, you work from home. And I'm like, that is not a selling point. A selling point to me is it's 105, 365 days a year, and you don't have to put pants on. That's for me, you know, shorts and flip-flops, and I'm a happy guy. If it wasn't for the air conditioning bills, I could live in in the down in the valley in the Phoenix area because I'll take mm-hmm. that heat any time but the cold i'm miserable in so even here where we don't get you know it's it's december it's sunshine outside right now oh it's amazing yeah i love it this is too chilly for me i'm like yeah it's a little cold i think i'll stay home (laughs) i don't know how you guys do it
2: my first uh my first winter here in arizona i moved down in mid-december yeah and that first weekend or something we went over to Lakapaki in sedona yeah um see some galleries i think they had like Christmas carolers or something, yeah. and I showed up in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> now, some of the the more gutsy uh, employees there, like, asked me where I lived. Well, yeah. I just moved in, so I'm like, oh, I live in Cornville. I'm <laughs> like, no, before that. I'm like, oh, well, six days ago I lived in Minnesota. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's why you're in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I tell you, that
1: that whole Verde Camp, Camp Verde Cottonwood yep. area up into Sedona, is just absolutely beautiful. The 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 river areas, it's it, it really stands out and you can see it I like coming over like even from like Jerome or mm-hmm. coming over Mingus you, when you're looking down over it it's it's you know pretty brown, pretty tan and then you see that stripe of green just going through. It's just gorgeous. It's, man. I it's so beautiful. I can't imagine living anywhere else. Yeah. Now. Okay, so why when you, when you you're looking for something to add to the community, something mm-hmm. as a revenue maker for you guys? what 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 why did drive-in pop into your brain
2: absolutely so uh, we had a we had a drive-in movie theater uh, about 30 miles away from growing up and I visited a couple times in high school uh, it was fun uh, it was a different experience yeah. we had a, we had two traditional movie theaters in my hometown and we went to those and they were they're okay one was a chain one was small mom and pop yeah uh, but not like the drive-in and then uh moving out here i think one of the biggest shocks was we have to go places to do things. Yeah. Whether it was the movie theater 30 miles away in Sedona or a different movie theater 46 miles away, Prescott or Flag. Yeah. It, it was, we, we we did it, but I, I had a lot of friends and um, co-workers in the area who didn't. They either didn't go to the movies Yeah. or if they lived in Camp Verde, Rimrock area, it was easier for them just to go to Prescott or Flagstaff. Yeah. And... My wife's in high school. Like I mentioned, she's a school counselor in Mingus. And a lot of yeah, her let's, students... Let's
1: clarify that again. Your yeah. wife is not in high school. She Correct. works at a high school. Thank you. Okay. Very important. Um, we covered that earlier, just yeah. in case somebody's dropping. Very important.
2: It. <laughs> um, she's a school counselor. She has about 450 kids on her caseload. Uh, don't know how she does what she does. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of her kids, they, they struggle with things to do. Yeah. Um, fun things maybe legal things. And, and and when we start, and we're involved in our church and they have an awesome youth group. We're involved in Young Life, another another fun outlet for kids to do. Um, but options are even more yeah. important. And our kids aren't going to drive 30 miles to Harkins and Sedona on a weeknight. They might do it on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but if we look for things to do, it there, there's a lot of limits. Yeah. And so I... I I have kind of an entrepreneurial mind. Uh, My father owned a business for 30 years. Grandfather owned multiple businesses. Um, So I was just kind of looking for things to do. Yeah. And from roller skating rinks to laser tag to go-kart to... Because we had a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And it closed the winter I got to town. And I was like, okay, so what would it take to open one? And what really moved me from a drive-in or two a driving from a hard top uh two big things one and we said this before the verde valley is so beautiful yeah i wanted to find something that would capitalize on it not ruin the landscape and allow others to experience it yeah uh not to mention i wouldn't pay for air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> and and again you know what Harkins pays amc what any business really pays for yeah. air conditioning i'd I'd rather, like, pay wages or pay for popcorn than pay for air conditioning. So I started exploring a drive-in movie theater um, Mm. from talking to drive-in owners in Tennessee, uh, Washington, Colorado, Texas. This last October, we visited um, three different drive-ins in Texas. um, Nice. To to really get a feel for... Because all three of those operate kind of different models. And met some great people there, um, learned some great things, and really kind of solidified that we needed a movie theater we need some sort of community art experience yeah. that we could then share and bring in different types of art bring in uh, fine art bring in print bring in musicians bring in all these different types that um, just would add another venue to yeah. the area
1: nice now when you say, you said you met with with folks that had different kind of models and mm-hmm. because in my head, I'm thinking, well, driving... I, now, I, I've got several years on you. Growing up where, where I grew up, we had... Within bicycle distance... Mm-hmm. Now, I would not recommend this, but this is what we used to do. Bicycle distance, summertime, we, we had three dri- two drive-ins bicycle distance. One, the third, was very close car yep. distance. So what we were able to do was to ride our bikes to the fields behind the drive-in and then uh, uh, hop a fence with a sleeping bag <laughs> and then just lay out. Now, obviously, we wouldn't encourage that these days because that's, that's dangerous and illegal and, and thievery. But the experience of going to a drive-in was, was still very much part of our culture growing up. Uh, like I said, there was three very close-by ones, and going to the movie, going to the theater, the mm-hmm. indoor theater, was great, and it was fun. But going to a drive-in was an experience. We would get there early. As, as kids going with our parents, we would get there early. One of them had a nice playground, swing set type of thing. Uh, and it was a magical time because you would go play, have snacks, have popcorn, and you'd wake up in your own bed. It was a magical time travel experience because, you know, as five, six, seven-year-olds, we'd fall asleep. Yep. And then we would magically wake up the next morning in our bed. But it was not going to the movies. It was the drive-in, and it was an experience. And it's something that, unfortunately, is going away.
2: It is. Um, So there's a a couple different numbers out there. Uh, Last I heard, there were around 330 drive-ins. In the U.S. Wow. Um, this last year, since being more plugged in to the, the industry, mm-hmm. um, two have closed. A couple are um, up for sale. Uh, but it's really the land that they're on is up for sale. Yeah. Um, Way too valuable. They got making land. It, <laughs> really too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we see new drive-ins opening. Yeah. And and.
1: One of the things you mentioned on your website is kind of the nostalgia feel. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So we see we see a drive-in opening this next spring in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. Uh, and the the owner um, husband-wife couple uh, team they're they're doing some great things. They have a great vision, and I'm excited to see what they're doing and visit them myself.
1: What are some? You mentioned the models. What are Absolutely. some things that are kind of outside the box that we might not think of as? For those of us with memories of going as kids, it was kind of the same thing. But yep. what, what are some out-of-the-box things that people so, are doing? So um,
2: most of your listeners are going to be here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you visited the, the drive-in down in Glendale, the Westwind Glendale 9. Is that the last one in, in Arizona, it, I believe? It's the biggest one in the Arizona. Okay. There, there's there's Okay. There's a group trying to restart the drive-in down in Tucson. Oh, nice. There, um, there
1: was one. When we moved out here, there was one in Scottsdale, I think. That one's closed. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I, I, it may have even been closed when we moved here. I remember passing it yeah. and seeing the screen. So the West
2: Wind there. is, is the, the only kind of continually operating one. Gotcha. The one down in Tucson, I encourage listeners to go check it out. Um, they're trying to do some great things down there. Um, but they're, they're trying to start one up in Tucson. And so the one in Glendale, they have nine screens. At least nine screens. It's a giant operation. Yeah. They have asphalt over the entire parking lot, and they show brand new releases. I would liken them to the Harkins equivalent, Okay. right? A mainstream of driving. Mainstream. You know, um, they have a culture because every place has a culture. Mm -hmm. But the experience that I had in a drive-in, that you had in a drive-in that many of our listeners enjoy from a drive-in experience, I don't know if you'd find that there. Okay. Gotcha. I, I haven't been there, so I don't want to speak terribly ill about them, but the experience is going to be a little bit different yeah. because it's not that traditional kind of mom-and-pop feel. Gotcha. So, um, so that's kind of one, one model. So multiple screens, new releases. Um, another was um, a great, great drive-in. We met the owner. Um, they have two theaters or two screens next to each other. Uh their screens, their concessions, are built out of shipping containers. Neat. So it, it's totally cool. Um they're they're building a they have tiny houses that you can rent they uh as Airbnbs. They're building oh, a cool. bar um underground, uh more of kind of a speakeasy. Oh neat. So
1: now the Air, the, the tiny house, the Airbnb are they are they like where you could see the
2: movie? No.
1: I think um, that'd be cool to rent a room and then sit out on your porch and, you
2: know, sit out on a little tiny porch and watch it. They, 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 they had wanted that, but yeah. the studios would want a cut of the Airbnb process. Gotcha, yeah. Because just like going out behind the field and watching it. You know, uh, they they, they want to make sure that studios get their cut. The statute of
1: limitations yeah. on that um, hopping the <laughs> fence with a sleeping bag is long over. Maybe <laughs> that MPAA though is pretty.
2: They might send. They're pretty aggressive. Yeah. They're pretty aggressive. You know, um, so th- so that's the second model. Um, they're showing not quite new releases. So if gotcha. you can, if they're out of Harkins AMC, uh, if they're out, and you can catch it. Anywhere else from streaming, Blu-ray, DVD, yeah, kind of that second run. A that lot second of, run. There'll exactly. be some
1: theaters like we had them in the Bay, or they were the dollar movie, where you yeah. can go in and it's something from five, six months ago.
2: Yeah, gotcha. So that's that's kind of the second model that that we looked at in, in Texas. Um, great design, great layout, um, showing that second run. They have full bar, full concessions. Nice, spectacular. Um, the third uh, is called a. The Blue Starlight Boutique Mini Drive-in,
1: yeah,
2: Uh, and people show up and they. So it's in Austin. It's one of the best things to do in Austin. If you Google best things to do in Austin, it's going to be in the top results. Nice. Uh, Josh is a great guy, um, but it's not what you expect. It's it's a great experience. If you you if you went to a drive-in growing up, and you show up to the Blue Starlight expecting that you're going to be disappointed. What? Well, give us a feel. What so is... you show up and he has three small screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the largest is maybe 20 feet, uh, and probably only about 30 cars per screen at max. Very intimate. Then. Very intimate. Great culture. You know, impeccable customer service. And Josh is there almost every night. He he greets everyone. It, it's just amazing. Uh, he, his smallest screen—you actually walk to. It's not <laughs> driving. You walk kind of through some trees into a little like, uh, like a, a small—not a field, but a clearing yeah. in the forest, like a and campground it's campground almost. Uh, kind of like that. Yeah. And he. Uh, so we went the weekend of Halloween, weekend before Halloween. So he had Halloween lights and some decorations, playing gotcha. scary movies, and it it. It, again, it wasn't what people expect, but it was just so perfect using his space. Nice,
1: and and again, creating an experience, creating that experience as opposed to just what are we going to do tonight?
2: Exactly. Yeah. How uh, cool? So he had he had some really cool lights, really cool environment. His is more of a pop up model. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Similar to what I'll be doing to start. Okay. Uh, and so he he in the summers, uh, they operate a pop-up mobile theater uh, in Colorado. Oh neat. So, um they they had a connection to a town in Colorado like hey, we need some for we we'd love something for our like entertainment to do. We gotcha. we want an entertainment attraction. He started talking like, "Well, um I have this model. I've been doing it well and can we work out an arrangement?" So, he worked out an arrangement with the the city up there. He got some land uh that he rents like, once a month, or once... Gotcha.
1: It, it, it's an event
2: thing as It's an event, exactly.
1: It, almost like a, a carnival or a fair coming in. Yeah. You advertise it up, and then yeah. that's... People make that as a destination. How yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, so uh, those are kind of the three different models we looked at. Josh also shows, at the Blue Starlight, also shows those kind of second-run classic movies. Gotcha. And um, it's just amazing. Yeah, we... The, here in Prescott... The Senator Drive in, the
1: sign is still up. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you gone up? We there? have. Yeah. We've
2: driven past it and it's spectacular.
1: It's it's an old retro, well, it's not even retro, it's authentic old sign that's still there that the uh, whoever manages, whoever owns it now will will put up, you know, happy birthday, happy anniversary kind of messages up there. But uh, Senator Drive in closed long before I moved down here, mm-hmm. but everyone without fail that lived here when that was operating has great stories about the senator drive in um, we obviously have our we have our harkins we have a picture show mm-hmm. uh, that run first run movies, and then famously the the, the Elks theater around the corner from where we 're sitting here at the Raven Cafe runs uh, throughout the year uh, mm-hmm. classic movies and uh, and retro movies and and kids movies and seasonal movies and things. And they're very well attended. And seeing it in that, seeing movies in that Elks Theater, uh, is fantastic because of the beauty of that opera house, which is just gorgeous. But periodically, specifically through the summer, the communities here, uh, the city of Prescott here on the courthouse square, Prescott Valley, uh, out at their Greenway by their library and things, will do those pop up where it's a big, huge inflatable screen. Though typically we run kids' movies. And it's, you know, you bring a blanket out, throw mm-hmm. it down, and they're really well attended. And every time those, those pop-up drive-ins come around, everybody says, that's what we we need a drive-in out here again. I live in Chino Valley, where... lots lot to do out there, right? D- well, not a lot to do, but a lot of land. A lot of that's land. That's the thing. Yeah. So people continually, and, and that's part of my job, unfortunately, is I, I, I'm the... I'm the acting PIO, public information officer for the town of Chino. So I handle their social media, and I I report back to town leadership and council. You know, this is what people are concerned about. These are some of the the kudos and the gripes that they have, and then they address. You know, that's part of my thing. And without fail, 30 times a week, this town needs a bowling alley. Mm -hmm. This town needs a movie theater. This town needs drive-in, and a drive-in constantly comes up. Because of the land and the weather. We have yep. we have weather that would uh, uh, be suitable for that. What really caught my eye about your Indiegogo when it went live, that's when it popped on my social media feed, yep. was the way you're going about this. And every time I see people post, this is what this area needs. This is what we should open. This is why are we having another this restaurant what we really need is this my response as politely as i can because i'm representing the town is that's a fantastic idea let me know when you start it and i will be happy to help you promote it but that's always somebody else's job Mm -hmm. now here this is you and your wife have said you know what this is what we need this is how we can get there, and you actually did. What are you doing? With,
2: well, so what was the process you know, like? I'd love to take credit for it. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a smart guy, uh, but in one of those similar posts on on Facebook, something came to something was coming into town, and I don't know if or something was closing. And obviously, it's we get these posts on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Like in Cottonwood, we had Ming's House uh, Chinese Restaurant closed recently and it was announced that Burger King is moving in. And invariably it's social media. So you have people <laughs> like, yeah, we love Burger King, this is exciting. And then you had some who were like, oh this is horrible, we have another chain restaurant. Uh, and then because people get distracted easily, we're like, oh I heard Costco's coming to Cottonwood. <laughs> well Costco's not coming to the Costco's not coming to the Reddy Valley. <laughs> There's one thirty miles away. You'll have to you get know? your
1: $1.50 hot dogs elsewhere. Exa- and,
2: <laughs> or we need a Friday's. We need a Chili's. Yeah. And all these good restaurants, you know, and I don't want to get on a soapbox, but in, in one of these, there, there was some saying, oh, we need more entertainment options. We need yeah. stuff for kids. And there was a good thread of, how about a movie theater? How about yeah. a bowling alley? How about all these? And... I think what finally clicked in me was there was a lot of support for these types of yeah. options. And... Because it's not me. It's not my wife. We're not... We're, we're doing this right now. and um, But there's been such a huge support even before I, I went public with the Facebook yeah. campaign. Uh, I was on a pitch event last year. Even before that, there was a lot of community support for a movie theater, for a drive-in. And... It's it's just amazing,
1: yeah now, so you, you talked about some of the other models, uh, and that one in Austin sounds fantastic. what do you what do you envision when Absolutely. You open? give us a little taste of what you you hope to see when this launch when this opens up
2: yeah so so we're launching this next spring um, march April, uh, depending on which part of the quarter we yeah. want our first losses to be in <laughs> um, and and we're looking at uh, Three, three or four nights of operation. Yeah. And what's really kind of unique is we're looking at a mobile operation for the first couple years, first three years. So we're gonna we have a pop up screen um, similar to what they've had here in uh-huh. the courthouse square. We're gonna pop it up two nights. We're gonna be at this location. Um, right now we're looking at one end of the Verde Valley uh, near Camp Verde, uh-huh. and then uh, once we secure another location. For another one or two nights, we'll be at another end of the Verde Valley, maybe over near Clarkdale. Nice, you know. Um, and bec- we're doing this for a couple different reasons. The the mobile concept, um, I stole. Um, you know, <laughs> it, again, Why reinvent the wheel? Why, why reinvent the wheel? A um, lot of great food tr- biz, uh, restaurants start yeah. with a food truck model. Yeah, lower cost to entry, and. While I think this is a good idea, while many of all of my supporters, because they're supporters, think it's a good idea, doesn't. I mean, there's risk. So we're going to start mobilely. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna create that that minimum product. We're gonna get out there, uh, and we're gonna be responsive. If we have a hundred percent occupancy, hundred percent capacity at our Camp Verde location, well, we're gonna add a, a third night in Camp Verde. Nice. And, and we'll readjust. If we get an outpouring of support for that model, for operation, over here in Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino, guess what? We'll come over here. Nice. You know, um, it, I, I would not want to deprive someone from the chance of seeing a movie on a big screen.
1: So this is a great kind of meld of, of brick and mortar. Absolutely. You know, and even though it's an open air, mm-hmm. building a concession stand, yep. building the, the sound system and a permanent screen type of thing, uh, and the the online. I'm trying to think of the, what's the better version of it, but no, kind of like the online, where you can be mobile, you can bring your product to where it's needed, really increases your, your uh, potential for success because you're not... Dumping everything in right at the start in purchasing land, the construction. And this way you can kind of test the, the market, see where Absolutely. where you're gonna get the biggest draw, where you're gonna have the most success, where you're gonna have the most interest. That's now, fantastic.
2: The, the the vision is to develop into a, a brick and mortar traditional yeah. drive in movie theater. Um, because I the model works. Yeah. The we just we need to get there. And and right now we feel this is the best way to do that. Very nice. Yeah. Now, as far you had mentioned,
1: as far as and I think it was it was either on Facebook or on your website. I don't remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The concessions will be like a mobile type thing as well. You mentioned
2: absolutely. Um, I'll I'll be selling some some base concessions, soda, um, popcorn, uh, maybe candy. You know, um, but I want to be partnering with other vendors. Yeah, you know uh, I can't do this alone. Uh, I don't want to do alone. Um, there are already great people out there who make great food. Yeah. Mobily. Uh, Prescott has some amazing food trucks. Yeah. The Verde Valley has some amazing food trucks. Uh, and I want to partner with those. You know, uh, I'm in talks with a restaurant, uh, location out in the Verde Valley to, to show movies there. Yeah. And my only thing was I won't sell tacos. I won't sell burgers. If, if you're a burger joint, I'm not going to sell burgers. Yeah. If you're a Mexican joint, I'm not going to sell Mexican food. I want to respect that. I want to let you do what you do well. Let me do what I do well.
1: There's nothing better than going to a ball game having a hot dog. There's nothing better mm-hmm. than going to a movie and having popcorn. There's also nothing better than walking into a ball game and seeing other things and getting su- pleasantly surprised. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. There's nothing like going into a theater going into a movie and going oh there's a full bar here oh they have this they have this they have what i wouldn't consider traditional food so now you're getting the input from various varieties and flavors and 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 styles that just really enhances that whole experience again absolutely that's a great plan that's great now as far as the the uh genre or movies the the release are you going to try and mix that up a little bit is that your vision as far as uh
2: like classics to current or first run what's your so um the i was really surprised at this i shouldn't be but the equipment to show a first run movie like what you get at the picture show harkins or amc the base model equipment we're talking eighty thousand dollars just just for the projector not even screen or audio, see, right?
1: I, I really, I, I would actually have get that. That's low in my eyes because I've seen some. And of that's base massive, model. That's base yeah. model. It's a huge investment.
2: Absolutely. So I'm looking at showing uh, second run movies. Okay. Um, if if the market asks, if the public, you know, says, "Hey, we want to see first run," I'll build into that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but right now, we're showing second run movies. Um, but second run right now includes Avengers. You know, yeah. it includes Frozen 2. You know, s- but it, it, it
1: one, could, What classified is that? Like once, once they've already hit like once streaming it's, and once stuff.
2: Once it's out, once it's out of AMC. Once yeah, it's out gotcha. of Harkins, it's second run. And so, I want to show a range from showing Casablanca to yeah. Dancing in the Rain to Star Wars, Ghostbusters. You know, if, if you enjoyed seeing it as a child or want your child to see it, I want to yeah. show it.
1: Very nice. Now, I am i can't do the math in my head. When did Jaws came out? What, 75, 76? But it came out when I was too young to have seen it. Yeah, okay. I saw it in the first row. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to say 75. So four or five years ago, it was like... L- a little, little before dep- my time. Now, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> recently in the last half dozen years it was a an anniversary i guess 40th would have been yeah. if I'm, i can't add and so there was a lot of specialty showings and there was you know you'd see on on the news and in print and fa- social media and stuff different ways people were utilizing that and this was when and i want to say it was texas so it could have been somebody that you've visited there was a uh, like a community Lake, a reservoir. Where it was like a swimming beach and sure. stuff. A little, a little, or a big pond, I guess. Uh, so they they brought a screen out there, and everybody watched it. Watched Jaws in the dark, floating around on inner tubes and paddle boards and stuff. And I, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, that would be both fascinating and enjoyable and absolutely creepy because I know people grabbing feet under the water.
2: I would never uh, I would never watch a movie like that (laughs) but I'd be willing to bet that a number of uh, high school boys would have fun with playing with some some submersibles and and just getting into some some tricks,
1: but it was a, it was a fantastic way to market Jaws. I think, and I don't think I would have had the guts to do it. But it was uh, I might watch it on the beach. Yeah, but I might be on shore. Really it was really neat how they did that. And uh, I, like you I said, I, I I have so many great memories of hitting drive-ins, going to drive-ins as kids. One of the one of the um, again, I'm, I think the statute of limitations has ran out. Uh, our, the, one of the local ones uh, in Union City was was uh, uh, it was car load. It was like five bucks a car load. Yep. So you didn't have to. I mean, there, there's all the stories of when they charged per person admission. You pack the trunk with as many people as you can. Didn't have to do that here. If you were sitting in the car, it was five bucks no matter what. And uh, the exit had those big huge spikes. Yep. so you could leave with no problem if you tried to drive in them obviously tire damage ensued so my buddy Nick Carpenter he had a pickup truck that we would just load people in the back of the pickup truck he'd pull in the bed of the pickup truck he had a big piece of plywood he'd go and throw it over the spikes and then everybody was driving (laughs) Nick Carpenter was not uh, a uh, model citizen back then (laughs) But then neither was I, because I was probably the first guy driving over that piece of plywood. <laughs> but yeah, going to the movies again with at a drive-in was was a huge event. It's amazing. And some of our, so you know, that that was you know the Love Bug movies mm-hmm. again, long before your time. That was a a a drive-in experience for us. A lot of the Disney movies were the drive-in experience going to the movies in your pajamas although, although these days people do that at the walk-in theater it so,
2: <laughs> doesn't, doesn't like, mean some, they should
1: somebody just walked by in her pajamas
2: We uh, <laughs> so the three the three drive-ins we visited in Texas were all all new Yeah, they, they weren't um, they haven't been around for more than 10 years uh, but back in September my wife and I visited two out in San Diego and one of them which had an amazing operation the Santee Drive-In if you head yeah. over to San Diego, I encourage you at all to check it out. But this anti-drive-in, um, it's been passed down from generation to generation. And what's amazing is you have a. They're responsive to the community, and they have a strong community support and following. Um, and it, from people who have, very similar stories and experiences yeah. now, as as their youth, now able to bring their kids to that same theater. It's just amazing. Nice. It's just amazing.
1: Talk, talk a little bit about the process for doing this crowdfunding. Because like I said, there's a lot of people with great ideas. Yeah. But the traditional funding of going, you know, drawing up a business plan, going to a bank, going through that process, finding investors has shifted quite a bit in the last... Decade five years specifically. What was the process like? How did how, if you could walk us through a, a, a how I got shortened here? version of of that crowdfunding process? Sure.
2: So I I worked with the SBDC here at Yalpath Wh- College, sorry, which is what the Small Business Development okay. Center.
1: Gotcha.
2: Um, Jerry Dennison and her team of analysts they're they're amazing. Um, I worked with them. I worked with Score uh, to develop a business yes. plan and. Met with a couple different lenders, met, uh, I was involved in a pitch competition. So Moonshot uh, at NASIT out of Flagstaff Mm -hmm. uh, partnered with the Verde Valley Regional Economic Organization to bring a Shark Tank style pitch event to the Verde Valley. Oh, neat. Uh, It was amazing. It was their first time doing it outside of Flagstaff. They have their second annual in the Verde Valley coming up this next March. Registration is open if you have an awesome business idea. So I was involved with those. Um Got my business plan kind of tested widespread uh, support um, the problem with starting a business is money costs a lot when you need it the most, yeah, and money doesn't cost a lot when you don't need it right <laughs> so i uh i I started just googling and, and looking at different funding options uh, I ran across a a business here in Prescott, the Thumb Butte Distillery. Yes. They were doing a crowdfunding campaign for, for themselves. They, mm-hmm. they needed to raise some money. They, they used a, a different platform than I am. They used microventures.com, where you actually invest and in, you have a stake in the company, Yeah, uh, which is spectacular. Uh, and if, if you're old enough to do so, I encourage you to go over and check <laughs> out their, their beverages. They have some amazing whiskeys.
1: And they have some fantastic music. Fantastic music. Sundays with the Ping Brothers and, uh, and other, other musicians throughout the weekend. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's why I drop in commercials every <laughs> once a No, I love it. I
2: love it. <laughs> um, so I, I was first exposed to crowdfunding um, for businesses um, yeah. through Thumbute. And I thought it was really interesting. So I started, started exploring some more... Um, been meeting with some proud investors uh, on the side, and I realized that while proud investment would do great, um, I also wanted a way that I could also build um, widespread support at the same time. Yeah, and so um, so this
1: really encourages the community to kind of take stake in the project themselves, absolute ownership. Because
2: nice. um, I want ownership. It, you know, um, I we have some great perks. Uh, on the crowdfunding campaign, from free tickets um, to more free tickets. Like so, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the second lowest perk, you get two free tickets uh, one time. The the highest perk, our Founders Club, you get four free tickets and you get free tickets every year for the first three nice. years. You know, um, and because and we wanted a way, because yes, I have a so we have a great travel mug, we have a blanket because it gets cold watching the movie, yeah. we have pen and stationery and, and those are kind of more standard. Uh, across the different crowdfunding camp- campaign sites, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, yeah. um, but I wanted to bring movie tickets in because a lot of people are going to buy movies anyway. Yeah, and we wanted a way that really, like, no, this is this is yours. You get ownership here, and then they
1: get to see the fruits of their labor and your labor afterwards. To say exactly to, to walk into a place and say, hey, I, there's nothing better than to. To walk into a a restaurant, The Raven, or walk into Thumb Distillery, or walk into a place, sponsor of the show, Big Daddy's Barbecue in Chino Valley, Eric Veneer and the great folks over there at BDEBBQ.com, you walk in and they go, hey, it's just like the old cheer sing, Norm, you walk in it's like, hey, Matt, hey, Dave, how are you guys? Hey, have a seat. When you walk in and you are treated as a friend, with Mm -hmm. respect, and as a valued customer, you're going to come back. You are. So when you have taken part in the seeds of an operation mm-hmm. of the Verde Drive-In, contributed to it, and now you've got a ticket, you're going in, and you go, Hey, this this is here because I kicked in my, my few bucks when I could, or, or I'm going to continue and come back next month when they're here, next week when they're here. I'm going to come back, bring my family in. You get... That ownership, that pride in, in being part of something, it's that that's what repeat customers are all about.
2: You know, I so I've been going to movies most of my life. Yeah. And I'd walk in and I'd see the same cashier, same concession employee, same greeter there almost every time I go. Yeah. Whether this is back in Wisconsin growing up, Minnesota, or here in Arizona. And but we don't. We never really formed a connection. Yeah, and I, I don't want that. You know, I I want to create an experience here where me and my team, um, we know you, yeah. we we know what movies you like. We 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 see you show up. We already know what kind of soda you mm-hmm. want, and we have it ready for you. Nice. We know that to tell you. Oh, next month we're going to have a, you know, a, an action film or a Disney or something because. We, we can't show every movie but we want to know yeah. what you want and respond to that yeah
1: and knowing what you want what you like what you've seen in the past well hey this is right up your alley you may like this and introduce them to some stuff that maybe they won't won't uh, they wouldn't have run across previously absolutely fantastic again uh, now I'm gonna uh, we'll wrap here and this is something I started recently on the podcast just to kind of get a little a little theme going. So now they're going to make a movie about you. What genre of film is it? Does it take place in your past, present, or future? We'll start with those, and then we got a couple other questions. So what genre movie are they making about Dave?
2: You know, it's uh, a great question. <laughs> um, I feel like... I, I've I've done many things in my life already, um, but but I, I've, I I hope I'm still a young man and I have many <laughs> more experiences, um, you know. Um, I, I'd like to think it was some some sort of action film.
1: Action film. I,
2: I'd like to think so. You know, uh, I've I grew up reading Tom Clancy, yeah. Hardy Boys, Alfred um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's so The Three Investigators, you know, uh, Nelson DeMille. Uh, some great, some great action uh, intrigue books and, and films. So
1: this could be a uh, a story about a guy who uh, during the day runs a drive-in movie theater and at night fights crime and and uh, <laughs> and flies. A okay, so we we got an action action thriller going. Uh, so is this like, does it recap your life or is it in present day, or is it showing you the origin story?
2: I'm a sucker for origin stories. Gotcha. You know, okay. uh, we we have Black Widow coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, as her origin story, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so we'll go with origin story.
1: Okay. Now, what type of soundtrack, or who does the
2: soundtrack for this? Some of my favorite soundtracks that have been out recently. Um, I have two favorites. So um, widespread, it's going to be. Very similar to what we see on Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. Uh, I just love the soundtrack, the, the feel, uh, that the movies produce. Can't go wrong with it. So there might be some retro, oh, retro yeah. music oh, going in there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my, my favorite band first concert was Through Dog Night. Nice. Um... And you see, you are an old soul. I uh, don't feel soul. so bad. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but uh, I've also been listening to a couple different musicals of late, um, whether it's Hamilton yeah. or um, The Greatest Showman. And so we, while, while I don't sing, and, and I only do on Sundays, and even then <laughs> it's really quiet. <laughs> um, so if there's any musical in this movie, I won't be singing it. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's a lot of good music from... Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah
1: now if you if you go hardcore into the action thriller scene, the, some of those action fight sequences of you battling crime after uh, after you put the popcorn machine away those are choreographed way more than any any musical so you can get some of that feel out there okay now who plays you
2: <laughs> you know uh, that's, that's a really <laughs> tough question um you, you mentioned me being an old soul. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I forgot his name at the moment, uh, but I might have to go with Jason Statham. Gotcha. You know, um, I can he, see that. He definitely. Uh, I don't have. I don't work out nearly as much as I should, or he does. <laughs> uh, but we can match hairlines. <laughs> and so that that might have to be the cake right there. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that that fits the genre. What car do you drive in the movie? Sports car, Ferrari. You go an old muscle car.
2: You know, I don't know. I'm n- I'm not big into cars. Um, but can, it, but I'd have to fit. It'd have to fit the genre.
1: You could do a Tony Stark and have one of everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: That might be a little excessive. <laughs> but I'm I like where you're going. I might need my own <laughs> Iron Man suit. <laughs> I might have to go with my own Iron Man suit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: off topic a little bit, what, do you remember the first movie you saw on the big screen, whether that be drive-in
2: or, or theater? I really don't. That's. What's
1: the first one that is coming to mind that made an impact? Because I, the I, I, same way, my mom, my mom grew up in the 30s yeah. and 40s going to the movies every Saturday, so we went all the time as kids. I don't remember the first one, but I do have a couple that really made an impact.
2: Uh, some of the Brosnan 007 movies. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. We went
1: as a family, again, long before your time, when Fiddler on the Roof, the, mm. the theatrical release came out. It sure. had, obviously had a big Broadway following. But we went aunt, uncles, cousins. I mean, there was 15, 20 of us that all went. So I, and that was, that was the first, again, we're in an adult business. That was the first non-kid adult movie sure. I saw other than like a cartoonish or a Disney or something. That was the first movie movie yeah. I remember seeing as a kid. I was probably five or six. And uh, to this day, I'm not a musical guy. I don't mm-hmm. really enjoy musicals. That's one of my favorite movies of all time, nice. I think, because of that. Wrap up, Dave. Where can folks find out information about your, your project, find out updates? figure out how to contribute, how to take part in this?
2: Absolutely. So the the best place a single source is going to be uh, my Facebook. It's going to be facebook.com slash Brody Drive-In. Uh, we post photos there like we do on our Instagram. We post links to website, links to the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, we'll be uh, reposting this, this podcast on there. That's going to be the best place. Um, my wife and I operate that. So if you hit us up on there with a message or comment, we'll be sure to respond.
1: Nice, very good, uh, excellent video on there to promo it. Absolutely, uh, you got.
2: Can you can you plug who, who I helped can. you with that? So, you give me a second. And, uh, and then
1: and then you've mentioned your wife uh, a couple of times. Is that is she the
2: silent partner? Do you want to plug her name? <laughs> you know, or, so
1: or my, I don't know if you. Some people don't. I don't. Know.
2: My my amazing wife and. Uh, is uh christina myers christy myers so um she's a counselor at mingus she's uh the brains behind the outfit uh she definitely stabilizes me because i'm a i like to think i'm a visionary uh i have 10 projects going at the moment um and she's definitely a calming calming force in my life
1: so kids at mingus mingus mountain high school uh Behave yourselves! Listen to your counselor. She's got <laughs> she's got her hands full at home and and at school.
2: Yeah. Um, so, promoing the video, uh, I have two awesome pitch videos on my website. Um, great young man uh, from my church made those. He started a media company. Uh, so, if you're on Instagram, he is McGregor Films. Uh, this is handle. Search for McGregor Jackson films. Um, nice. We'll put the we'll put his handle in the show notes. Yep, definitely. Um, he's spectacular. Um, can't recommend any more. Very
1: good. Yeah, they were they were very impressive. Uh, take take a take a little time to go through the posts on Facebook, links to Indiegogo, uh, those videos of course, and then jump on over to the website. There's some good information on there on the background and the and the vision that Dave and his wife have for this. Hey, thanks for coming out. Appreciate you traveling over from the Verde. And uh, if anybody out there has some fantastic ideas for entertainment, for businesses, for attractions, this is a, a great example of somebody who took their their vision, did their homework, and figured out a way to make it uh, make it happen. So, if you got a passion, uh, pursue it. Do your homework, and uh, and let's share some great art, some great businesses some great ideas dave thank you very much i appreciate you coming thank out thank you matt it's been awesome and thank you to the good folks at the raven cafe for letting us take up space the raven cafe on cortez street great supporters of the arts audio visual and others and a great place to grab some coffee grab uh, grab a a, co- uh, a beer or wine uh, or something to eat so come check them out and of course our Our sponsor all day, every day, Big Daddy's Barbecue in Chino Valley, BDEBBQ.com. Check them out. The best, uh, best barbecue in the state.
0: We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble. A gay, pleasant evening for all.